Hi friends, my name is Paige. I'm Morgan. And this is Girl, Girl Manufactured. Manufactured. Listen or cringe along with us as we look back at music from the It Girls, Wannabes, and victims of the tween idol industrial complex. Which icons broke the mold? And which sitcom starlets turned forgotten pop stars still deserve their flowers? Our credentials were two queer millennials who were raised on Ots Disney, Nickelodeon, and MTV. I work in communications now, but I'm a graduate of a performing arts high school and a recovering singer-songwriter. And I'm a creative writer and a professional advertising demon. Today we're covering Emily Osmond. All, All the, the right, right wrongs. <laughs> All right. Keep it. Keep it. We All started out. All the right wrongs. I was going to say we started. We did start out with all the right wrongs since we messed up the intro. We did. So Emily Osmond, most of us know her um, as Lily Truscott. Is that how you say her last name? Uh, Miley's best friend in Hannah Montana. She's an American actress, singer, songwriter, and a Pisces. Mm, Born so on March. Pisces. Yes. I've noticed that. I feel like there's a lot of... Pisces and a lot of I saw quite a few cancers too. Mm. She was born on March tenth, nineteen ninety two, in L.A. And her mom is an English teacher, but she could sing, and she's the one who taught her guitar as a kid. Uh, Emily's Ooh. dad, Michael Eugene Osmond, was an actor and later her manager. Plus, he appeared with her in a film called mm. Soccer Mom. I don't know, but more <laughs> famously, you know her older brother, right? No. You don't know her older brother? Who's What's her, the uh, other Osmond you know in Hollywood? Oh. Oh, I see dead people. Oh, come on. <sighs> He's got a girl's name. Oh, my God. I'm Haley Joel Osmond. That's what it is. Yep. From Sixth Sense. And apparently he was the first millennial to have received an Oscar nomination. Wow. In short, she's a Nepo baby. That's is this our first one? Our first Nepo baby? On, I think so. I think so too. Yeah. Congrats, Emily. <laughs> Our first <laughs> Nepo baby. It, it's a Nepo. <laughs> uh, around the age of five, she started acting in like a shit ton of commercials. Then in 1999, she was cast in two films. I don't know them. <laughs> <laughs> Secret Life of Girls, Sarah Plain and Tall, Winter's End. But the latter, which I think she was, did I read? She was co-starring with Glenn Close. Oh, so she's just amongst greatness. The latter role led to a Young Artist Award nomination. Wow, mm-hmm. that's impressive. And I well, also it was a it was a Hallmark movie, so it must have been pretty good for a TV movie. <laughs> um, from there, she made appearances on TV shows. But one thing that I thought was hilarious was a music video. Can you guess what music video? Oh God! In it, she was dressed as a referee. Somebody, no way, yeah, <laughs> Smash Mouth All Star, yeah. I, I didn't look it up, but I should. In 2002 and 2003, she was in the Spy Kids franchise uh, two and three. Do you remember her? No, I think she was like, I only a, saw the first one. I think she was like one of the antagonists in it at first. I don't know. By the time she got to Spy Kids 3, she's probably a good guy. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was all I remember from her other than Hannah Montana. Yeah, I never knew she did all that stuff. I only knew her from Hannah Montana. Yeah, and that was 2006, and she was 13. Wow. Mm-hmm. Her alter ego on the show is Lola. With all the wigs. Oh, Looks like yes. a randomized sim yes. slash queer yes. fashion no, I icon. Remember. Yeah. Yes, mm-hmm. Yeah, I that was Lola. That. So when she was hanging out with Hannah Montana, right? Yeah. After she learned Miley's the only one. Look, she's the first person that I think... Miley told the secret. 
Um, but also in real life, though, there was some beef. <gasps> not even really beef. You're always starting beef. I know, no, but I did Hillary not... Duff in the lane, you <laughs> know. You made it sound like there was more. <laughs> like I'm just spreading <laughs> terrible rumors about these people. In one interview, Miley is is like, oh yeah, we were instant friends, basically. Mm. But then, like around a year later, after she said that in 2009, her autobiography called Miles to Go. It's wild. She had an autobiography at like what? What did she put it in? Like teen or something? Yeah, young. Mm -hmm. Um, but it was Miles to Go. And in that, <laughs> she wrote, Emily and I tried to be friends. We really did, but it always ended in a fight. Mm -hmm. Our characters got along so well. Damn. Why couldn't we act the same in real life? Ooh. Awkward. But then, like, they sorted it out. Um, okay. What a way to... That's, like, such a Real Housewives thing to do. It like, is. Drop, drop the bomb in, and, in the like, book. In there yeah. and just, like, shade. Like, I wonder if she told her, like, hey, I have this line in there. Mm. I don't know. Maybe not. At some point, where was this? I, was this around 2013? Emily Osment tweeted need you back in my life bro and uh, and Miley replied miss you hit me on DM <gasps> mm -hmm. and then in 2020 there was like a reunion for because you know everyone was yes, doing the reunions yes. so Hannah Montana did one and it seemed like water under the bridge at that point Miley then said honored to call her my on and off screen badass friend whether that's for Hannah or Miley she's always right there when I need her Aww. See, so it's cute. It ended fine. It is cute. But like that's just some shady shit to hear from your co-star. Yeah. In in like her book as a teenager, still likely. <laughs> as I said, Emily Osment was 13 when it started, and she was 18 when it ended in 2011. Whoa, it ran for that long? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow, that's impressive. It was huge. I mean, and at some point in between then was the spinoff movie, which Emily also mm. was in, of course. And within this time frame, she launches her music career. Mm -hmm. And it starts with a duet, If I Didn't Have You, with Mitchell Musso. Mm. Do you remember that? No. I watched the video, and I was like, oh, I kind of remember this. And Mitchell Musso is just so cringy. I, I don't know. It wasn't that great. It was fine. Um, she was cute enough in it. But then she also did a cover of Once Upon a Dream. Okay. In 2008. But miraculously, as you know, she does not sign with Disney. No. In fact, she signed with Wind Up Records as opposed to Hollywood Records, as many of the Disney Channel stars tend to do. Mm -hmm. And if you're... Not familiar with Wind Up Records, some of its best-selling artists worldwide were Creed and Evanescence. With arms wide open. <laughs> so then after she signed with Wind Up Records, she starts to write and record with Eve Six. And she even had some songwriting sessions with Plain White Tees. Hey there, Delilah. And she also collaborated with a lot of different people who I don't, I don't know who yeah, they are. So whatever. Then finally, on October 26, 2009, All the Right Wrongs was released by American singer-songwriter Emily Osment. It was her debut EP, and it peaked at number 117 on the Billboard Top 200. Not bad. Not, Not bad. bad. And 
It was number one at Top Heat Seekers. Oh, okay. Yeah, apparently. Like, so it's like the up and coming. Good for you, Emily. She's 17, going on 18 at this point, and I'm 16, which I guess means you were 15, right? Yeah. All right. Now, let's see if you can guess some of these top tens. Okay. The first one is a Britney Spears song. One, two, three. Uh, yeah. yeah, three? Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh The second one is Jay Sean featuring Lil Wayne. Oh, down. Uh, down. Mm-hmm. Party in the USA. <gasps> oh. Yeah, because oh, because, that's on ap- tea. because on they- April 10th is when the movie was released. So it had it was fresh. They both released their albums in the same year. Maybe they're hoping like that she would, you know, use some of that Hannah Montana hype to Oh. No, it sounds like drama to me. Really? I mean, Miley released your album in the same year that I did. Is that like a thing that you're not supposed to do? Is this like a Barbenheimer? It's like a whole thing. There's a whole lore on TikTok if you want to get into it. Of 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 stars saying they're going to release on no, but artists saying they're going to release on you know June 29th, but then they find out Beyonce is, and I want to try and compete with her on the charts. Got it. Got it. But then there's also. like celeb beefs like Kanye and Drake and if Kanye says he was going to release it that day then Drake would try and release his like there's a whole oh my god lore. oh my god I'm sure some of it is also PR stunts that they're working yeah. on and on yeah. it together all right number four Ooh, what you say oh okay number five Jay-Z Rihanna Rihanna and Kanye oh from this town what you say Wait, sorry, yes, run this town. <laughs> All the right wrongs. <laughs> yep. Six. Okay, this is one of my guilty pleasure songs. Makes me feel like I'm going to watch my high school football team, like, humiliate themselves. It's Black Eyed Peas. Oh. I, I gotta, gotta feel it. it. <laughs> yeah, reminds me of going to high school football games. <laughs> Our football team was so bad. Number seven was a Lady Gaga song. Not my favorite single of hers. Born This Way? No, I like Born This Way. <laughs> Paparazzi. Oh, I love Paparazzi, especially the harmony. Whatever. It's because it's too slow. You know, I like them faster, yeah. <laughs> Eight, Taylor Swift, You Belong With Me. Number nine, Owl City. Fireflies? <laughs> yes. Yep. What a one-hit wonder. Seriously. Number 10, Kings of Leon. You somebody. You somebody. That's a good karaoke song. That is a good one. Earlier in 2009, so this year, mm-hmm. she starred in the DCOM Dad Napped, which I've never seen and have no desire to, frankly. Is that like to, frankly. kidnapped, but dad, but they kidnapped the dad? Yes. <laughs> I'm almost positive. <laughs> Obama is in his freshman year. Wow. Yeah. Freshman year. New Moon would come out in theaters about a month later <laughs> since this EP released was released. Um, in fact, Taylor Lautner was dating another famous Taylor. Taylor Swift. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, Beyonce was awarded Billboard's Woman of the Year Award. Mm. Speaking of Beyonce, I'm going to let you finish, but... No. Yeah. Oh, yeah, because the You Belong With Me music video. Mm-hmm. So... Uh, when she won that and Kanye got up on stage and interrupted her. So that was the v- for the VMA video of the year acceptance speech. Mm-hmm. And you're saying it's for 
You Belong With Me. Yeah. It beat Single Ladies. Oh, okay. That's mm-hmm. what it beat. Mm. I was still watching Glee at this point. Because it's same. It's in its first season. It premiered that May. Wow. Mm-hmm. Very fresh. The first two seasons were actually good. And then Ryan Murphy does what Ryan Murphy does and just He Murphy's it. Yeah. He just <laughs> Ryan Murphy's it. Sims three had come out oh, in June. I don't remember if I was playing it at that point. Or if I was playing the older version, but that had a chokehold on me. My friend's mom and everybody's friend's moms. We're sending them Farmville requests on Facebook. <laughs> Not my mom. Now, did my you... mom didn't get a Facebook till like 2015. Oh, really? <laughs> Good for her. Did you play Farmville? No. I think like I joined at one point to see all the hype was about. And I was like, I can't keep up with this. I don't care as much. But yeah. then again, I would still just get endless yeah. requests. Yeah. Final thing, because I just thought this was funny. It was the balloon boy hoax. Do you, <laughs> do you remember the balloon boy yes i forgot about for that. those who don't know i think it was a colorado family and they were trying to like get famous and be on like wife swap or something so they wanted to up their chances i'm pretty sure and they're like let's we had this brilliant idea to make it seem like their kid had climbed onto like i'm guessing what they were saying was a weather balloon or something and just like and now he's floating away like it's just but they like had him the whole time <laughs> like what the fuck do you know how many days you've ruined how many tax dollars you've spent just to get on fucking like what is it what did i say wife swap (laughs) you know cnn was like salivating at the mouth for that story (laughs) (laughs) 24 7 news news coverage of the balloon the balloon boy hoax it was a big deal (laughs) not as big as all the right wrongs though all the right wrongs wow groundbreaking stuff so Osment has stated that she feels she is different from most Disney stars because she feels that she has spunk. <laughs> and that it Yeah, can I can s- tell she doesn't feel like other girls <laughs> based on these songs, but and continue. that it can be seen on her album. Okay. Side note, the extended play is no longer on streaming platforms, so we had to use YouTube. Shout out to YouTube. Now to the genre of this album it's mainly pop rock characteristics which i love i know you love too Mm -hmm. it's got a lot of bass and you know heavy drums and all that i don't think there's really one ballad there's like slower songs but but no ballads funny enough emily has stated that alanis morissette is one of her biggest influences on the album i saw that too and i was like interesting because i did not hear it did you I was going to put I that heard, in my final I thoughts. I heard more Avril Lavigne than Alanis That's Morissette. what I said. Yeah. yeah. Though some have compared Avril to, it's just like, but no, it's like, just because they're both Canadian. Yeah. That's why you, <laughs> that's why you compared them. Let's be real. Like they're not even in the same lane. One more thing about that. <laughs> Call back to our last episode. Guts. Olivia Rodrigo. Yes. Her Alanis Morissette shined through. Yes. That inspiration. Yes. Emily also describes the EP in three words. Process eclectic fun i like that two of them are are, uh adjectives and the first one's just a noun (laughs) process i was like that's (laughs) yeah maybe for you making the album but not like (laughs) i'm not listening for process as a fan we're just i'm sorry i should not be picking on you as she said in the interview because i saw that it was like it's hard to come up with three words for anything on the spot let's be real i would probably not do well in interviews (laughs) 
Did you see that she said she wrote a lot of this when she was in high yes. school? Yes. Yep. Which is cool. That is cool. And she said it was regular high school. So she was not she was not homeschooled. She put it as regular high school, normal friends, really horrible, awful, terrible girls, that kind mm. of stuff. I see that shine through in one song. Yeah, exactly. Um, which I know what song you're talking about, and she says it's not about someone specific. <gasps> she said, if you can survive high school, you can survive anything. That's so true. I'm like, so did she really go to regular high school all through Hannah Montana? Probably. Damn. That's impressive. Because yeah. everything changes. Mm-hmm. So a lot of mixed reviews from critics. Allmusic.com gave it two out of five stars. Oh, not even a 2.5? No. And the writer, Andrew, Andrew Leahy, stated that after flirting with pop and country in her early recordings, Emily Osmond underwent a rock and roll makeover for her debut EP, All the Right Wrongs. Then he goes on to say... Despite some fairly catchy songs, Osmond never quite shakes herself free of the Disney machine. She embraces autotune, emphasizes overly polished production. I said that about Hilary Duff's Santa Claus Lane and generally whittles away at the sharp teeth these tunes might have otherwise had. Oh, my God. So I was going to save this for final thoughts, but it's relevant because mm-hmm. of this quote. I was shocked that this was not a Hollywood records. Mm. And she said what maybe there she says like damn and like all strong she's out. She got that spunk. She got that spunk. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> when I hear spunk now, I just think of like the nasty word. Oh, I think of like old older people saying it. Oh, okay. That's what I <laughs> I'm gross. <laughs> Why do I got the, the <laughs> It's all the fan fiction. Ew. And all the gross ass ads I get because of the fan fiction. But other than like, you know, saying like, damn, mm-hmm. okay, what is she doing to push herself outside of the Disney sound Nothing. and the Disney attitude, really? I mean, all of this was still pretty tame. So I was like, I understand that for a lot of people, it's the right move to, you know, break free from the Disney and don't sign with them. But like, if you're not going to push it, just take the marketing. Yeah. From Disney, because yeah. Disney's going to push it. Disney's going to, like, do what it can to make it succeed. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, I'm so glad she had creative control. But I'm like, come on, get in there. Say fuck, at least. I'm just kidding. Or bitch, maybe. That'd be fun. Some user reviews on Amazon.com gave it high praise. One person quoted, Emily is a very good singer. A lot better than Hillary Duff and Lindsay Lohan. <laughs> I mean, I yeah, agree. Yeah. That's true. <laughs> but but that's I don't know also if, funny. I don't know if it's very good. <laughs> like, when we're looking relatively, she's a good singer, but yeah. like, can she bring down the house with a ballad? No. What did you think about the album cover? She has American Girl to all teeth. Slash mouth. Uh, oh. <laughs> I wish Lee were here because they'd immediately know what I mean. I mean, I think I do. Morgan's Googling it. The like slightly parted lips, the two little buck teeth. I, I, I know you're talking about, I just don't remember the photo of her. Oh, but you understand the American girl. Yes. yes. Okay. Yes. That's what the dolls look like. She looks very pretty, but I just right away thought Samantha. (laughs) That's funny. Yeah, I see it. Her hair is really nice. I gotta say, she always had beautiful hair. Like she had the like that blonde hair. Yeah. 
I feel like maybe the cover art is just a little mismatchy for some of the music I heard on the album. Yeah. Like this screams country pop. Yeah, I was going to say this reads more Taylor Swift. Would we get some mm-hmm. of that? But but definitely not. It doesn't dominate the album. No. Also, those swirly graphics in the corner, they're so 2009. And they're like so that like kind of lime-ish green and like teal gradient over this like graphic i swear that like you would find for free online these like photoshop brushes that were basically like stamps you could use them and oh all those swirls and stuff i had them i was making trying to make graphics for aar and all that and so it's like i truly could have made this i think i've made probably photos of myself like this (laughs) in high school (laughs) with photoshop so it's nothing impressive but it's like you said it doesn't match what you're about to get into yeah speaking of the ep's lead single and the first one on the album (laughs) all the right wrongs we know what you mean (laughs) was all the way up and it was released august 25th 2009 it received mixed reviews from critics lyrically osmond stated that she wanted the song to be about breaking out and that a lot of kids can relate to that but All the Way Up failed to garner much attention <laughs> on the music charts. Um, but, of course, it was a top hit on Radio Disney. Oh, see, she might as well have just signed with Disney yeah. to get the marketing. Oh, yeah. damn. My thoughts, right off the bat, the lyrics are very relatable. I like to bite my nails and play the air guitar. <laughs> that was me. That was you? Yeah. There were a lot of Pick Me Girl lines, which I thought were funny. <sighs> And that's definitely one of them. But also, I like to go out walking in the pouring rain. I want my rock and roll to make the windows shake. And then there's another one. I wait till 3 a.m. to call everyone I know. That is just rude. That's a (laughs) dick move. She's not saying, oh, like, she's out and calling her friends at 3 a.m. to be like, oh, this happened. or I'm thinking of you. Or come on out. Mm -hmm. She waits until 3 a.m. to call everyone. (laughs) That's, like, very deliberate. Yeah, it's intentional. But all in all, I agree with at G Snickers on YouTube. <laughs> this song not being on Spotify is criminal. <laughs> no, I agree. It's other. I will say other than the breakdown, like when she, her vocals are all with auto tune overlaid it. I'm like, ugh. but it's giving Demi Lovato vibes. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The auto tune. I yeah. don't I didn't hate it because it's expected of this era but i just didn't understand why it was there it feels misplaced maybe her next album is really and you can tell she's glad that she didn't you know sign with disney so maybe i'm speaking prematurely but if i'm basing it just off this album what did you think of the video oh so you know the concept is essentially emily and her band are rocking out in their apartment building we get like you, a dollhouse sort yes, of view of it. Yes, and we get different perspectives of others living in the building, which include an old woman, a young couple, and a teenage boy. Some of them are into it, some aren't. Mostly the old woman who's like banging on the wall and all that. Obviously, the teen boy was rocking out. Mm-hmm. And I took one look at him and I was like, this is the type of boy I would have thought was cute in high school, too. <laughs> like, it's just freaking basic ass white boy, but he happens to have brown curly hair 
Her hair was flowing in this music video. She has really nice yeah, hair. The fans were working overtime. Yeah. The blonde waves that she had. She always had very, very pretty mm-hmm. hair. I think, I I think Miley that. was jealous of it. You think the Miley was jealous from. It, was all, it was all about the hair. Yeah. A comment on the YouTube video said, It's a shame that Disney suffocated her. She actually has potential. Her album was amazing. I hope she makes a great comeback. Oh. You got a fan out there, Emily. Yeah. People still love you. There was something I'm surprised you didn't point out quickly about the video. Do you know who her backing band is? Is that like Plain White Tees? No, that would be that would be better. No, Push Play. I don't, I don't know who they are. I like know of them. But, Push but Play was on Lined Up Records. Got it. That's why they. I guess they were. But they're her backing band. Mm-hmm. And it's also kind of referenced because apparently Emily Osment had just starred in a video for them for their single Midnight Romeo. Oh, interesting. Mm-hmm. And they toured together. Cool. Next up, Average Girl. And this was uh, another single released to Radio Disney. And it gave me Carrie Underwood vibes. Oh, I could see that. And I I love the line with her Angelina lips, double zero jeans. Like Angelina Jolie was that bitch yeah. in 2009. Yeah. Oh, she was. And she wrote it with, this is the song she wrote with Tom Higginson, right? Yeah. From the Plain White Tees. I, I do have to say, though, it does feel average. <laughs> I wrote, lyrically and instrumentally, this is just a less impressive Taylor Swift song. Damn. I, I no, it's I can't true. Ha- I can't help how I feel. The Specifically the lyrics, I gave you my heart in a sweet love letter, but you gave it right back and said I like her better. Mm. Like... That's when my whole world came crashing down. She's walking around like the girl of your dreams. I will say the lyric, she's just so beautiful. I'm just an average girl. Kind of made me chuckle because like if you heard this as a kid, you'd be like, shit, if if Emily Osmond is an average yes. girl and she's a child actress on TV, yeah. like a big star, yep. there's no hope for and me. And she's literally blonde hair and pretty sure blue eyes. Yeah, then there's like no hope for I'm me. I'm like, she's airy and beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's just like, this is what our like society like values. Like, look at this. I mean, God, like I said, this shit fucks up so many people. And like you said, especially to hear them say, oh, you're just this average girl. There's like... You're not the pretty one, essentially. Mm-hmm. Like, what the fuck? But she said that this song is one of the few on the EP that is not about a personal experience. So that's good. Because it's if she knew... Interesting. She said, I don't... Guys, I don't view myself that low. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't... Good. This is not about anyone specific. But, well, because also, if it were real, that would mean a boy broke up with her on Valentine's Day. And oh, then yeah, literally the left lyric. with the other girl. Like, yeah, that's the lyric. So if that were real, I'd be like, what the fuck? That is the that's douchiest boy. boy. Shit, yeah. That is some fuck boy shit. Should we talk about found out about you? Yes. Apparently, this was originally going to be a ballad, but they sped it up. Yeah. And now I'm glad pop, they did. Now it's a pop rock tune all about a boy breaking your heart and then seeing him with someone else. I was getting a little bit of Avril Lavigne on the verses. Yeah. Especially like her first album, Let Go. I Even the way that. she kind of sung 
Avril Lavigne has a very specific cadence and, mm-hmm. and kind of like SZA almost. Mm-hmm. It's you can't you just you pick up on it right away, even if it's someone else singing. You're like, oh, that's a SZA song. Oh, that's Avril Lavigne. Interesting. Yeah, I got a lot more Avril vibes on this mm-hmm. than other than Alanis Morissette. Uh, I found it pretty catchy. The pre-chorus, yeah. the bridge, the breakdown, especially like I loved those. If it were streaming anywhere, I would put it on our playlist. Yes, but. It's not. No, it's not. <laughs> I hate the homecoming queen. <sighs> I hate it. This <laughs> song. I don't, I didn't care for it. I think it's forgettable. <laughs> and like, it's just snore. Like maybe it was super relatable for like a teenager, but listening to this now, I'm like, Oh my God. See, it's like, is it a little pick me vibes? Oh, it's an extreme pick me vibes. Okay. This whole album has pick me vibes. Like if you take this song, average girl and oh, there was one more all the way up. Yes. Yeah, so that's three songs that have pick me vibes. Mm. I do think the, the chorus is fun. Like the, I hate the homecoming queen. I'm pretty yeah. sh- damn sure she can't stand me like that to me. I like that. This song just feels like a reaction to early 2000s. Hollywood bimbo stereotypes and like mean girl bullies, like yeah. literally from Mean Girls. Yes, but also I was a little, you know, in this moment, I I kind of feel bad for the homecoming queen because she may be the homecoming queen, but she was definitely going through it. Like it was not perfect for her. She probably had an eating disorder, hence the lyric non-fat, sugar-free. Oh. So like stop being so hard on the homecoming queen. Wow. You know what? And to bring it back to Mean Girls, (laughs) how people, like how fans are like, oh, Regina George was just closeted gay and she had a crush on Mm -hmm. Lindsay Lowen. And this is like a thing Mm -hmm. with like the, it's like a whole like trope. Oh, the Mean Girl was actually like being mean because she's a crush on this person. That's what this sounds like. And Mm. I know that it's what it's not, but in my head, I like wanted to tweak it so that like, it told that story of mm. her hating and them like, like kissing. Also, that meme of like the like goth girl and like the blonde like Paris Hilton looking girl is a cartoon, and it makes it look like they're arguing, but like people draw them like yeah. kissing <laughs> and like hearts around them. Like that's what I wanted this to be. Yeah, but, you know, I'm not buying the I'm not like other girls chick with her like again you're literally blonde hair blue eyes and a child star like your dad is an actor and your brother is Haley joel fucking osmond like <laughs> like yeah you're not like other girls but not in like a super fucking relatable way mm. come on like the i'm not like other girls pick me girl shit i i buy that more from lilane aka miranda sanchez go mm-hmm. listen to that episode you know because she did actually have like a pretty spunky attitude. Yes. And again, she wasn't fucking white. Like Emily Osmond's features are objectively really beautiful. Like, yeah. really, like by society standards. I'm just like, I don't, I'm not buying it. Nepo baby. Mm-mm. Did it remind you of any other pick me girl songs? Cause I have a few that like, n- not that it reminds me of musically, but just like this theme of, a retaliation to mean girls culture. Oh, is it like a Taylor Swift song? Yeah. Think about you belong with me. Uh, and that's on the top 10 at this point. Yes. Mm-hmm. And Wait, I think I totally, I think I totally wrote that somewhere else. The she wears short shorts. shorts. I yes. wear sneakers. Yeah. Yes. That's this. And then also in the same vein, 
Do you remember the Saving Jane song from 2005? I'm just the girl next door. No, it's Maybe a good song. It. It's so pick me and like and a little cringe in that way, but it's a it's a fun song. Also, Stupid Girls in 2006. Oh yeah, Pink. by Pink. Yep. Yep. Which was like a feminist anthem back then. Now you look back, and you're like, oh, this is actually not very feminist well it's exactly what i'm saying with looking looking into the homecoming queen like yeah you're you have this you know from the outside you look like you have this great life but you know you're probably struggling behind the scenes feminism was really like it was pick me it was pick me (laughs) it was pick me me because it was it wasn't actually caring about like other women it was using the it was like doing exactly what the patriarchy wants and yeah all those songs that we just named are better than this one Yes. Uh, one comment on YouTube was, is it bad to request this song at my homecoming dance next week? LOL, new respect for Emily. That's so douchey. <laughs> How many years ago was that? I'm not sure. I should have written it down. Probably years ago. Okay. But that's so rude. Like, that you're just bullying if you request... Well, if she knows that you requested this, especially, like, that's so rude. Also, <laughs> the line, she wants to be a model... Wants to be on the tube. What person our age calls the TV the tube? Or was it YouTube? <laughs> I don't think anyone calls YouTube the tube either. Oh, okay. <laughs> At least trying to make it happen. <laughs> Try and bring it back. Yeah. I think she just needed a rhyme, and I don't remember with what. <laughs> I did enjoy the little clap claps. <laughs> Boom, boom, clap. No. <laughs> it was not the hoedown throwdown clap. Then we move into You're the Only One. It was the f- follow-up single to All the Way Up. And it was released on Radio Disney in February of 2010. Again, releasing it on Radio Disney. Just fucking sign with Disney then. Yeah, and it failed to make an impact on any charts. But again, it received some success on Radio Disney. And fun fact, (laughs) this song was intended to be released as the lead single from the album, but thankfully... You don't like it? It was dropped due to... Yeah. You don't like this song? No. This is my favorite one. So... (gasps) It's another another pop rock song with heavy guitar chords. It's about the push and pull of love. Emily sings, you're the only one who gets me, knows me, feels me, hurts me. But the things that you do and the things you say make me want to stay... AbsolutePunk.net reviewed the song and said, and I agree, oh. it's the most nauseating song <gasps> and the lyrics are atrocious at best. That is so harsh. You don't think this is a nauseating song? I, I what just, about it is nauseating? I can't put my finger on it, but it's just blah. Like the, the melody is blah. Even the guitar riffs. Like maybe when it was released, it felt like it belonged but when i listen to it now i'm like oh my see God. i liked it the line forever is a long time i'm not gonna lie is that a promise you can make i love that to me this sounded like an all-american reject song I- not that i'm comparing it to any specific song but i was like parts of the sound especially the like the verses imagine tyson ritter singing it i think it would work or like even paramore you don't think like we'd hear this like if you heard <sighs> Haley williams Maybe I'd, I'd like it better if someone else sang it. I don't know. I just, I'm I, not, I I'm not wowed. Wowed? I'm not wowed. <laughs> <laughs> I was like wooed, wowed, but what's wowed? 
um, let's talk about the music video. It was nothing memorable. Well, so essentially, Emily is at a party with her love interest, and she's singing the song in just one scene in the living room, and then suddenly it starts raining. Why is it raining in the living room is my question. And, like, why is no one <laughs> else know, prepared? <laughs> like, why is no one else prepared for the rain except someone does have, like, a raincoat on suddenly? <laughs> and my favorite... I didn't notice that. No. Because I wasn't paying attention hard enough because I was like, this is so boring. And then a lot of comments on the video said, I hate when it rains in my house, don't you? <laughs> Wait, wasn't that obvious? I was paying very little attention, clearly. It was that obvious. I was like, okay, that's so funny. But how about the love interest to such a douche, like the gum chewing, constant whispering in her ear? Yeah. I mean, I understand why she's like, I think maybe we should break up. Yeah. This, I'm pretty sure is about someone it was one of the first songs she wrote professionally with a co-writer first of all and she said it was definitely about someone specific it was about a relationship that i had for a very long time and just getting past it and moving on Ooh, yeah a little bit of tea one fan on youtube said i know all the disney girls went through pop punk faces but this song is probably the most underrated out of all of them i liked it this i thought was funny because <laughs> i was like okay this is dick eaton james holdsworth on youtube said your voice is acoustically is amazing so jazzy <laughs> what? what i don't know where they're so jazzy. sneaker night <laughs> but then the guy continues i've always wanted to sing with you the timber you have on timber the timbre yes timbre. all my music theory people know timbre I just in my head thought Tambra Amlin. <laughs> the Tamra <laughs> not the Tamra Amlin. The Tamra you have <laughs> in your quieter moments lends so well to harmonizing and your full on chest voice is quite powerful. <laughs> the chest voice. Morgan, can you back any of this up? Cause I don't know what the hell they're saying. <laughs> I don't think so Tambra's like like the quality of a voice it's sound like it's essence what the and fuck does that mean because i need to know because i've definitely used this word and would have pronounced it timber in my writing <laughs> it's timber. It's the reason why if i play an a on a piano and then i play it on a violin like there's clearly a difference in quality and tone and even if i were to sing the note a and you were to sing it or anyone else was were to sing it it sounds different it's that distinctness that's what timbre is uh. Then I did use the word correctly. Look at you. <laughs> what about me? <laughs> what about me? Avril? Uh, funny you say that. Ooh, 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 ooh. I have a fun fact. Is it another Miranda Cosgrove situation with her one song? Those Avril's? No. Okay. So Matt Squire is credited as a producer for this song. And if you don't know who he is, he also produced the fire hit. I write sins, not tragedies, by <gasps> Panic at the Disco. What? As well as Dear Maria, Count Me In by All Time Low. Nice. That's so why That's why this was getting so good. Getting a little Avril, yeah. yeah. I thought it was a really good song. I And I put, it. I'm getting more Avril Lavigne vibes mm -hmm. with this mid-tempo pop rock, alt-rock song. Yeah, and I like that it's an acoustic in it, yeah. too. Like, that also reminded me of Avril. Yeah. Like, the acoustic to the electric. I um, love this song. I, again, would, would put, put it... it on, on manufactured yeah. maps. Oh my God. We should make a playlist on YouTube. Oh, yeah. 
Yeah, I can Ding. do it there too. She plays the guitar live with this song, apparently. Nice. Mm-hmm. I bet it, it sounds like it would be fun to play live. Insane. Yeah. There is a rumor that she lip synced. No, that I think Miley Cyrus <laughs> taught her how to play guitar. Oh. She's like, that's not true. Although that rumor might have just been because there was an episode Wait, of Hannah Montana. Wait, are you starting rumors now, <laughs> too? <laughs> no! You're, you're the rumor starter, I guess. There's so. this rumor. <laughs> you know at the end of the Hannah Montana movie where she reveals her secret to the whole town? Yeah. And she's like, because she trusts no one will tell me. I knew that bitch right away. <laughs> Yo, have you heard? <laughs> <laughs> you could not You're do t- that now with Snapchat you and couldn't Instagram. do that back then <laughs> back then that was a ridiculous plot it's oh my god bond. we'll tell no one <laughs> wow that's kind of blowing my mind though right now because the end of Hannah Montana is ridiculous right but if you put that in like say the 80s the 70s hmm. you probably could to a small town have a fucking Hannah Montana situation <laughs> And because of the internet not being there and because mm. of, like, cell phone cameras, like, there would have to be other cameras around. Yeah. And it's just one small town. You could easily explain it away. Mm. Damn. Sorry. Sorry about that tangent. It's just one of those days. One of those days. Another pop rock song. It's about just being a teen where every day is a tragedy. Very relatable as a teen. Yes. I, I felt like this would have been a fun song for a movie soundtrack. Yes! Like, like it's the opening of the movie. Yes, I literally the wrote The protagonist that. rises out of bed, gets ready for school, mm-hmm. argues with her younger brother. Oh, I can imagine it. Yeah. Question, what do you think the orange stain on her t-shirt was from? Cheetos. That would be my orange stain. <laughs> You're going to say Cheetos. I, I was thinking like Cheetos. foundation. Oh. <laughs> Did you know when you cake it on? That was like... Oh my god. The thing that everyone the, the did moose. in the 2000s. Oh, what was the brand? <laughs> oh my god. There was some auto tune again, and I just felt it was a bit unnecessary. But I like the 80 synth chimes. <laughs> yes. I love 80 synth. Like, I love a synthesizer. Um, and then the breakdown? I enjoyed mm. it. It was a good song. A relatable little earworm, you know? Yeah, and I saw a comment again because we had to listen to these on youtube <laughs> it was from 13 years ago so like 2010 when this would have come out someone said download limewire and then you can download <laughs> anything off of there it's really good you should get it <laughs> yeah. okay i don't know if anybody else like used li- i used limewire other people were using I like not not have <laughs> <laughs> accidentally downloaded that you one. Were, oh my god i would always accidentally download the i did not have sexual relations <laughs> with that woman but i did download right listen to some but i did like, download blah 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 yeah. blah <laughs> I downloaded so much lime. There's no way I didn't give our computer viruses. Yeah. But my mom wouldn't get mad because she loved music. And so she would download stuff too. It was very common. It was like being Rickrolled. It was. It was like being Rickrolled. You really thought you were downloading You're like. so excited. I thought I was downloading Good Charlotte. <laughs> well, yeah. And like, I didn't understand that I could could have Googled this. But sometimes they would get me with, they would be like, Blink-182, new song, Bandits. And you're like, oh, shit. <laughs> and you go to download it, and it's just that fucking sound. And I did not have. <laughs> like, God damn it. It really was getting Rickrolled. So you did have LimeWire? Yeah. I used another one. 
I yeah. was Napster before then, I guess. Yeah, they they started it. They started it. They all. were the originators. <sighs> Unaddicted. To me, this is Paramore. Interesting. It's a slower song. I feel like it departs from that heavier pop punk sound we were Her hearing. Her voice sounds different to me. Did it sound different to you? I'd have to listen to it again. The timbre was a little different. The timbre. <laughs> the, the timbre Amblin. <laughs> Emily sings about being so in love with someone to the point it makes her sick when they're not around, when they are around. You know, they wish they could say goodbye, but they just can't. I need your air. Can I breathe you in? You're my light, my prayer, my sin. Mm. Back to the vocals. I do have a note. I said her vocals did not shine in this one. Mm. Is that why you said Does her voice sound different in this Maybe I don't know I liked this though You you did I know it's another favorite of mine Did you like this lyric I need new feet these are all worn out <laughs> I need a new head cause I'm all strung out <laughs> That's her being badass She sings strung out Ooh, I liked it this is so funny Do I have terrible taste no, you s- have different taste. Good answer, because I'm with you. So if I just had poor taste <laughs> in things, <laughs> not bode well for you. All right, we'll get into final thoughts now. But first, where is she now? After this EP in 2010, she dropped her first studio album, Fight or Flight. So maybe at some point we'll, you know cover that Mm -hmm. but currently as of 2019 she's performing under the alias bluebird bluebird Mm. with two eyes unless that was a typo (laughs) (laughs) and they've uh released an ep when i loved you interesting um also in 2011 you know because she's been doing acting ever since Mm -hmm. um 2011 is the year i graduated high school she starred as taylor hillridge in the television film cyberbully Did you watch that? I think I remember that, yeah. I wonder if that aged well. (laughs) Probably not. Probably not. Related to Cyberbully, she was a global ambassador for Stomp Out Bullying, the leading national anti-bullying cyberbullying organization in the country for kids and teens. I mean, it's an important thing. The bullying sucks. It's really awful. You want to stop bullying? Treat children and their fucking trauma. Yes, yes. Like, I hate these anti-bullying and it's like, how about you address their trauma. Yeah. I mean, this is the kind of organization that gives out an award called the Ugly Celebrity of 2011. Wait, what? <laughs> ugly, an acronym, Unique, Gifted, Lovable You. Oh my God. Why would you do that? Yeah, what? That's like, who was the, the worst was marketing was ever? I, was it Iowa? Who was the state that for their like, meth problem or something they're like meth we're on it yes <laughs> <laughs> that's what this is yes you're ugly <laughs> you're ugly unique gifted lovable you cringe <laughs> uh she appeared like in some other movies the haunting hour uh she played Roxy on the streaming series Cleaners from 2013 to 2014. Don't know it. And another Roxy on the Fox television series Almost Family. And then the Freeform series Young and Hungry. And that was 2014 to 2018. And that was the one that I think Ashley Tisdale produced, remember? Hmm. And they 
kiss somebody as a lesbian and something. Mm-hmm. And she received three Teen Choice Award noms for that. Wow. Mm-hmm. <laughs> She's getting Teen Choice Awards. <laughs> Haley Osmond's getting Oscars. <laughs> no, I don't think he ever... Did he ever... He was mostly a child actor, too, I feel like, except for when he was on uh, What May Do in the Shadows. Mm. Uh, the Kaminsky, Kaminsky Method, for which she received two nominations for a Screen Actors Guild Award for Outstanding Performance by an Ensemble in a Comedy Series. Yeah, that's something. That's a real accolade. Wow. Two noms. Uh, and she has a recurring role as Mandy on the CBS sitcom Young Sheldon. <laughs> she also voices a character in Dead End Paranormal Park, which is... Netflix's first animated series with a trans gay lead and autistic bi code lead. Wow. That's 2022. They said ally. Representation. <laughs> ally. I did look it up. She's not queer. Mm. I mean, that we know of. Personal life wise, like growing up famous, apparently Miley used to come with her to like school dances. And at one point, nobody knew. But then, like, everything changed immediately, she said. And that, that was very strange. Mm. Um, but as can't of tw- relate. <laughs> no. <laughs> but as of 2021, she's never watched an episode of Hannah Montana other than the pilot. Wow. Yeah. And the pilot was just because they were like at a watch party or something. I mean, I feel that though. I hate I wouldn't want to see it. I've written and we're listening to the stuff I've written. Also, she did study theater for two yeah. years. She dropped out, but she went to Occidental College. Mm hmm. That's okay. You sound like you've heard of it. And she got engaged to musician Jack Anthony this past June. Hmm. Also, random, she was Roman Catholic. Or she was raised Roman Catholic. And I'm like, I don't know if like maybe Catholicism just didn't scar you the same way. It scarred Mm. me and so many others. But I was like, where's the where's the Catholic angst Mm. in these lyrics? I needed more Catholic angst because I learned that before I played the album and I was listening for it, listening for that trauma. And Mm. Mm-mm. She's not your average Catholic girl. Her <laughs> dad is an actor and so is her brother. Come on. Also, her net worth is not average. What's it like? 10 million? A little less. 8 million? One less. 7 million? <laughs> <laughs> 7 million. Not bad. Not bad. No complaints here. Yeah, not bad for a Nepo baby. <laughs> all in all, the album was exciting and i agree it definitely probably was a departure from what else was coming out from disney stars around that time but listening to it now i think there are way better songs and albums that were released around this time or even a little bit earlier that have aged much better and for that i probably i mean these songs would have to be on a streaming platform to begin with but I would not add any of these songs into our Manufactured Bops playlist. I would have. Agree to disagree. I'm here for you, Emily. Oh. Her timbre is so <laughs> jazzy. <laughs> no, I, I enjoyed it. I would not really listen to it again. I liked the, the single. Hmm. I don't know. Like I said. Maybe, maybe she'll redeem herself. Maybe she'll redeem herself in the next album. I would add... That one song we like, what was it, Watch Me? What about me? I would put that on the Manufacture Bops playlist if this album was on streaming services. Well, guess what? We're making one on YouTube, so it's going right. to be on. Any other thoughts? I'm excited to see if she redeems herself. 
in her debut full-length studio album. In her debut full-length studio album. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks, y'all. Thanks. I'm Morgan. I'm Paige. And that was Girl Manufactured. Oh, my God. My voice was so high. (laughs) 